Blog Talk Radio. Introducing Poetry Up. Hosted by the lovely, the angelic poet.
The original poetry after dark, and we're doing a topic tonight, guys. It's internet poets. Do you respect them or not? And yes, why don't you give us a call at 347-826-9842. Now, of course, we're going to open up the mic, but we need y'all to voice your opinion on this topic. I did this show in 2009, and it was so heated that I had to do a part two to it, so... Feel free to go back in the archives and listen. There was a whole lot of poets on the line. I had a panel of about five people, and it was pretty deep. I don't want anyone to feel a certain type of way, and if you do, by all means, give us a call and voice your opinion. Um, this is just an opinion of mine, and I'm going to speak about Internet poets. Ah, if it was such a thing, but we got to put a label on something, I guess. But what I mean by Internet poet is, a poet that has not done anything outside the internet, and that goes with sitting on blog talk radio, talk show, um, on stage at a venue. That's what I'm talking about. This poet has not done nothing, no sitting, no book, no CD. This poet has only written and posted, and is actually afraid to speak out. So for me, afraid, that's the word we're using, afraid. Afraid. I, well, some people don't feel comfortable spitting their own work. And writing poetry and, and speaking poetry, they don't feel comfortable. They, they they can write it, but they don't want to spit it. And for me, if you are going to call yourself a poet, there's a lot more to poetry than just writing. If you're writing poetry, don't you want to express it? Don't you want to help someone? Is there a meaning behind your, your writing? Isn't the poetry, know, though, itself, isn't that the expression, though, the poetry itself, the person that they wrote it? That was the expression. Wasn't that it? And that's the fact not, that they posted it on the Internet, that means that they at least wanted to reach somebody. I mean, reading is fundamental, right? Everybody can't read, though. Everybody that reads the stuff ain't going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay. Seriously, if you if you read a piece and someone spit it, I mean, I know everybody had this, had this occasion once or twice in their lifetime when they read a piece and then someone spit it, like, wow, man, I would have never felt that way about that piece if you would never spit it that way. Or when I read that piece, I had no idea you was actually talking about such and such. Okay. Well, I, I your you ain't got to agree with me. <laughs> you ain't got to agree I mean, at all. I mean, that's what the, this is a discussion, so we're discussing. This is what we're doing. Okay. Well, guys, um, Chief, I'm going to tell you now, I have a real bad storm on this end, so if I get cut out, I'm going to need you to take over. If you don't hear me no more, that means I got cut off. Okay. I know. I didn't. I I don't have no control over the storms, but you you know it's a storm right now. I ain't even surprised y'all you don't hear the thunder. I hear something. Yeah, that's thunder. It's getting busy over here. It's almost the show started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm reading in the chat, and some people say they don't consider themselves a poet. I'm gonna need you to call in Black Diamond and and tell us why. You don't consider yourself a poet. What do you consider yourself to be? That's my little freak. Yeah, call in. 
And she, do you consider yourself a poet? I will wait until we get a little bit further in before I, I decide oh, what's going on. Because right now I feel like, okay, when, when we first decided we were going to have this topic, I'm like, well, okay, I'm an Internet poet. I mean, I have got on the mic on the blog talk shows, and I have did some open mic, so I guess under your definition I wouldn't be. But, I mean, I mostly just post it on Facebook, so there you have it. <laughs> I'm Internet poet. Mm. Okay, guys, until you guys call in, I'm going to share this piece with y'all. And it really speaks about how I feel about poetry and what it means to most of us. Everybody don't feel the same way, and I respect that. But listen to this piece, and we're going to get back on this topic. Internet poets, respect them on that. 347-826-9842 is the number to call. They say nothing comes to a poet but a poem. So if I was a poet, I'd rescript my life in a three-minute poem and use metaphors to represent the womb from which I was born. So every time a poem was born, similes would give birth to me and I'd be the reincarnation of words. If I was a poet, I'd take the symbols out of words and use pantomime to express what we see expression in words because love is like God. It's hard to define her in words, so we philosophize metaphors and Search for God and what if poems like, what if God was the woman who created man from a love poem on indefinable stanza expressed through ayats and prose? If I was a poet, I'd write for the less without homes, for those homes were less is greater than the equal to. We only visualize in our dreams, so we dream dreams without aspiration, because inspirations become a sad love song to addiction and now music notes no longer feel the passion of reciprocity emanating from our words. So I pictograph concepts, use spoken speech to blow into the winds of oppression through free verse. I suck every metaphor and simile and see if God is merely a parable in free verse or a self-composed poem where heaven is like an anthology and man's life is like starving artists searching for completion and unfinished poems are Rights full of syllables and sound patterns with rhythmic meters meet rhyme schemes and dissonance meets tone. If I was a poet, I'd stand on the four corners of every page, dramatic monologues, soliloquies, and haku hood stories through ballads and octaves so Shakespearean sinus could see what it's like to write from the margins of every page. If I was a poet, I'd be civilized humanity in a 22-syllable poem carved my life on a papyrus leaf so archaeologists and anthropologists could historically study my remains inside my poems. I'm a legend. legend. If I was a poet, I'd let everyone know it. I'd let my soul spill onto the page and to the whole world I'd show it. I'd cook up some food for thought and put you on the ignorance diet. I'd instigate intellectual riots. I'd speak for those who otherwise I'm spoken for, who opportunity doesn't knock, but when they knock, the door doesn't open for. If I was a poet, I'd write a love poem to touch your heart. Then when you let down your guard, I'd spit a political poem that'd rip it apart. I'd sling my words on a corner like dealers pitching crack rocks and crack spots. Let you know it ain't a race thing, cuz we also getting killed by black cops. Fuck the haves. Ain't no such thing as a have-not, just a have-not now, cuz if you put your mind to it, you can do it. If I was a poet, I'd show you how. 
If I was a poet, I'd be a spoken word superhero. And each day I condemn a cliche till they no longer existed. I let my words brush up against your ears till they spark new ideas from the friction. If I was a poet, I'd make you listen. And understand that my words, when you read them, you do more than see them. They're so intense that even the deaf can hear them. It'd be like music to your ears. My words would be so fierce, they conquer your fears. If I was a poet, I'd make most poets want to retire. I'd inspire. i conspire with your heart to free your mind. If I was a poet, I'd try to save the world with every line. But I am a poet. So all in due time. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice piece, but that was not the one I intended to play. I'll play that a little later for you guys. I'm going to open up the phone lines. We start with 847. You're on air with the poetess and China Blue. And we're talking about internet poets. Respect them on that. Respect um, internet poets. I don't know. Depends. <laughs> okay. Can you elaborate? Jay Harris. Um, depends. Are they posting their own stuff or are they ripping off other people? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Of the internet poet. I have a friend who is very prolific with his own writing, who I consider an internet poet. He's afraid to step out on stage and step out on faith in himself, at least, because he's really, really good. And everything he does. And everything he does is on Facebook. And it really pisses me off because it really needs to go out into the ether through his voice, through his body. So does it piss you off that he doesn't get out on the mic and spit or he doesn't get on the shows and spit? Or does it piss you off that he doesn't just po- he doesn't write a, he doesn't put a book out or, you know, try to get his work published and he just puts his stuff on Facebook? What, what exactly pisses you off? It pisses me off that more people don't know about him. And his love notes on a napkin, which is what he writes. And I'm not going to say his name, but he's got a series of poems on Facebook under that <laughs> monitor. Mm. It pisses me off that he. It just pisses me off. <laughs> just... I feel you, girl. I feel you 100% on that. I feel like if you have a gift. That, and this is a God-given gift right here, poetry. If you have that gift to write, you got to go further. you got to step out your box because you never know. You could save someone's life by what you write down. That's true. That's true. I, All right, I, what do I, you got for us? What do I have? <laughs> I have a poem called Delicate that I just wrote, and it's really my first love poem. All right, hey. Okay. Erotic. It's erotic. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm not good at erotic poems, but here we go. I have wanted to say this since I met you. Not to him, only you. Say it and not shout it from the hillside, just hoping you'll catch the sound. This is not for the world to hear. This has been weighing on my hard heart for a long time. What I have to say to you is delicate. I want to whisper it in your ear softly. 
Let it float into your subconscious, mingle with your desires, placate your every thought, and shatter any doubts in your mind. I just want you. My life is complicated, as is yours. And I can't tell the twilight from the morn because daily I wonder where you are and what and how you, you are doing. And nightly, nightly I just find myself wanting, yearning for you inside me while the hunger for the taste of your skin wets my lips. I can barely contain the fathomless emotions radiating from the core of my being as I imagine your hands grabbing me, kneading my heaving breast while your tongue licks the back of my neck and I grind your nature into my hips. I just want you. You who are a vision of love during my days and the specter of my desires during my nights. I just want you. Shit. Why does my life have to be so complicated? I just want you. You, my delicate, excited, ebony wet dreams. Just you. And that's my piece. Gotta love the erotic, y'all. Got to. Very good job. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and please let the people know how they can find you and what you're doing. Well, I'm looking for friends right now, and I have my first book coming out this July called Random Acts of Verse. I mean, Jacqueline Nicole Harris. Congratulations. Thank you very much. My first book signing is in October, but the book will be available for download on Amazon.com. And if you friend me on Facebook, I'll have that info. You'll see it as it happens, everything. What's the Facebook connection? My Facebook link is facebook.com forward slash rage for life. Rage for life. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you for calling in and definitely um, voicing your opinion on the topic. We appreciate you. Thank you. That's what it is, uh, Chief. See, you gonna wait till you hear everybody else's opinion, then you are gonna tell me what's up. I wanted to get you out the way. I kind of already know what you gonna say, but I want to hear you say it. We got an hour and thirty-eight minutes left in the show, y'all. We gonna keep the same moving. I have two zero three three four seven five one three, and the rest are listening. So if you want to get on on topic. Press one. We're talking about internet poets. Respect them or not. And of course, you can spit your piece. Can you hear me? Next up. Yes, I can. Okay. This mic check one, two, one, two. We good, baby. I got you. (laughs) 203 is next. You're on the air with the poets in China Blue. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Good evening. How are you tonight? You know, I'm I'm good. good. Well, that's good. Um, I just wanted to comment on what I said in the chat. Um, No, I don't consider myself a poet. I don't. I just consider myself someone who enjoys poetry. And I originally just started writing to cure my boredom. So it wasn't something that I was really interested in doing. Um, So what I feel like is that I write to maybe help someone else going through something that I went through before. So 
So I I don't consider myself a poet. I don't. I just consider myself someone who likes to write. Period. So I don't know if I would be have been previously considered an internet poet because all I did was write and then just post it in like groups. I never even saved anything. So I don't. Mm. I won't even know. You know, I because because it wasn't something that I was that interested in doing. It was. I'm in the mood. I'm bored. Let me write this down, and that was how. That's what came up. What I was doing. Mm, okay. Wow. I wish you would have kept it though. Wow. I can respect that. You, you're you're right. I, I respect that totally. You you know you don't want to characterize yourself and put yourself in the category of being a poet. I can respect that 100. percent But I still wish you would have saved what you wrote though. <laughs> And 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 that's because you know what it was. It started out where I was strictly erotic. I'm a I'm a I would rather write short stories. Truthfully, I would write. I'm a storyteller, versus more than anything. And I was strictly erotic. And then a lot of people started telling me that I didn't really have that much talent because all I wrote was erotic. And that's what actually brought me over to do other poetry because I felt I was proving myself to other people, which I felt like I shouldn't have had to do anyway. But it went from you don't really have that much talent because you only write nasty to let me show you what I can do. I'm not a poet. This is not something that I really have, you know, I'm not going to publish books or, or anything like that, you know, because that wasn't what my mind frame was on. It was now I feel like I have to prove myself to other people just because that's what they thought. I didn't have the talent. So I had to make, I had a point to prove. And then that, with that, it actually made my interest in the poetry, you know, a little bit more what it is now, now to what I am now. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I, let me ask you this, uh, before you spit your piece. Oh, are you calling in a spit a piece? You want to spit a piece right from there? Yes, you know, spit a piece. You know, spit a piece. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> She's got the chain on your girl. She's going to spit a piece. That's the to spit a piece. Go do you want to do anything? I'm sorry. Do you want to do anything with your writing, like as far as um, putting it into a book form? I mean, if the time came along for me to do that, it would be great. I don't have my confidence in my poetry is not that that high, so I wouldn't at this moment do it. Um, but I believe once my once I build my confidence in my poetry, then if that's something that comes along, then that's fine. If it's not, then I'm not upset about it. I do want to try to go on stage and sit, but my nerves is too are too bad, so <laughs> I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> I keep they keep trying to convince me to go to this place in Charlotte that does it, um, but. I don't know if I could ever get on Uh-oh. stage to actually spit a piece. Oh, North Carolina. See, we can hook up and we can go together. Yeah. I'll, give you a couple of, I'll give you a couple of tips on how to get past it if you decide to get on stage. <laughs> I do, actually. That is something that I want to do. It is the next. This was the first time I coming on the show was the first time I've ever spit my poetry to anybody other than my family. And oh. I do want to eventually get on the stage and spit. That's what's up. Well, we'll be looking up. I'll talk to you about it after the show. That sounds good. Okay. So what you got for us tonight? Um, I'm actually going to spit the second piece I ever did on the show, which was Black Diamond, which well, you would think I had all the confidence in the world. I could write about how I'm good, but don't ask me my <laughs> wife. <laughs> 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 
show and this piece which the first time was on your show. So I'll go ahead and do it. And it's called Black Diamond. Um, so misunderstood yet. There was never an opportunity to stand above me, see. I was born with this gift, but to you it's a curse because I'll kill you with my words, have you leaving that hurt. Always and forever feeling like a giant in this game. Making sure after my after you hear my work, my name will forever be burned in your brain. My shit is so ill, pneumonia, flu. I see you watching me wishing your words can flow like mine do. I mean, no need to brag, but this right here is black diamond swag. Don't try to pin me. Never needed nobody to defend me. Don't ever think that you can ever offend me. When all I see on your, when all I see is hate on your face, green with envy. See, I pray on the weak shit. Make be quick to make a fool out of a weak bitch. See, my words are so official that the president signs off on my shit. Now my signature will be a bestseller. Like diamond on the rise, so you better run tell 'em. Just know I'm coming for all you weak lyricists. I'm the boss in here. I'm handing out pink slips. Make that I'm the CEO of this here shit. Climbed up the ranks to the top. Now I'm the head bitch. Now let me remind you of my name just in case you forget. That's B L A B K. D-Y-M-O-N-D, yes. That's the poet of all you lyricists, N-V. But, hey, if you ever want to witness some shit that I speak, look me up on Facebook. That's Cheyenne, Monique, and that's my piece. Man, you got to get on stage. What are you talking about? <laughs> Man, with that piece alone. <laughs> it's hot. I love it. What are you talking you. about? <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Come on, guys, let the people say it. Y'all all know everybody that's listening on the line. That was some hot stuff, so you know she got to get on stage. One day I will get enough. I, I do need to get the courage up to get on stage. I do. It's one, something that I really, really want to do. But I can see me getting up there and, like, going blank because I don't know what is going on. <laughs> Oh, girl. Right. I can go up on stage with a piece of paper, okay? So that way you want to go blank and look down. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you for calling in and taking on the topic and spitting that piece. You are Tell so the people how they can find you. Um, Again. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com. Um, I'm Cheyenne Monique. Um, mostly everybody's friends. I'm, I know I'm China's friend. I am a woman. <laughs> A.K.A. Yeah. Black Diamond. Diamond. A.K.A. My Little Freak. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she hot with it. She has all types of stuff coming out. I ain't mad at it. All right, guys. We're going to keep this thing rolling um, and bring in another caller before we take a break, which is 347. I want 29 minutes left. You want to air with the poets of China Blue? Yeah, what's going on? Hey. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. All right, what's good? What's good? As far as far as the topic, my name is Poetic Black. I spit on your show once before. But um as far as the topic is concerned, me personally I believe that poetry itself is expression. Now every poet, you know, is not a spoken word artist. You know, like my, I myself, you know, I consider myself to be a, a poet, a writer, and a spoken word artist, you know. So some people just can write, but they really can't get on stage and deliver what they want to convey to the people. And you guys, some people really can't write that well, 
but they can get on stage and perform something amazing, you know what I mean? So their poetry lies in their ability to deliver um, the poetry or the expression, whatever it may be. So I really believe that, you know what I mean, in everybody's perspective, you know, genre and their perspective lane, you know, there's room for it. As far as the Internet poets, as long as they're keeping the real with the game, like the like the previous caller said, and they're not jacking or they swaggy jacking somebody else stuff, then it's all good because everybody can't perform. You know? Body jacking. You know? <laughs> hey, it's a lot of people out here taking our work, and I'm going to say our. If you post it up, you might have it copywritten. People still won't stop us from copying and sharing it, saying that they stuff. I've seen it. Mm. What's it sad? Like, what is that even about? Yeah, well. Hey. Real talk. I respect that poetic life. Definitely. Well, I want to spit a piece for y'all. This is a piece that basically is untitled. I didn't really give it a title yet, you know. And actually, y'all be the first to hear it, you know, because I'm I'm working on it to, to be a, a, a performance poem, you know. I want to perform it, but... You know, I haven't done it yet, so basically, this is the first ear that's hearing it. You know, I hope y'all dig it. I said, this bullet has been fired and racing towards my heart, though not made of lead, it's leading to my demise all the same, I guess. Funny how the Greatest test in life comes, guys, is the most pleasurable. Or should I say the most treasurable? And how not can anyone treasure the very purpose of one's aim? So can I be blamed for crumbling at the taste of her kiss, weakened by the touch of her caress, blessed or cursed? It's hard to distinguish from where I'm standing. Though I'm standing of the less, or am I? Perhaps falling for anything as I'm falling in love, a great fall indeed. And I guess that old cliche rings true. Ignorance is bliss, or the bliss of ignorance it should be, because when I'm caught in her stare, knowledge is the furthest thing from my mind. And do time cure this sickness with the company of wisdom, or is it the older I get, does the numbness of weakness take precedence over everything I know to be right? And I'm trying to fight, so I always find myself on my back brushing the dust off. And it seems as though every time I fall, my will seems to find comfort in the debris of my failure. And I'm tired of the Passionate nights followed by the regret of the sunlight as if its rays highlights my shortcomings. It feels like I'm running from myself towards my destruction. It's the distractions of my lust that's detailing my life from its potential. I'm misdirected, and it's clear. And my only fear is that I can't find my way back. I feel as if I'm forsaken, or maybe it's my transgression that has taken me away from myself. You know, I once heard that the kiss of sin incites intrigue mingled with desire and opportunity will drive a man to virtue, rogue. And maybe that parable of old hold some hint of truth. 
because my virtue is in question. And now I'm questioning my very determination. Never before have I had such doubts. Maybe I'm losing my religion. Or am I gaining strength to overcome my obstacles? It's been said that the burden of a man will not exceed his scope. I'm more inclined to the latter. And perhaps in time I'll be able to cope with these matters of difficulties. What am I waiting for? Or anticipating because the truth is stationary, unshakable, and unmovable. So it is I who must embrace it. Wherewith I can redeem, wherewith I can be redeemed, and I want to cross that bridge of redemption, but I just don't know how or where to start. I need help, refuge, and rescue from the presence of lonely, and it's only you who can save me. So save me from myself. And that's that piece. I did. I, yeah. Hello? Oh, we still here. I'm still processing <laughs> that one right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. I like the whole. Yeah. I Thank think I have a lot of it. Thank you. I really appreciate the love. Definitely appreciate the platform. You know? I'm definitely digging the topics y'all be bringing out to the surface, man. It's definitely something that needs to be talked about. So, you know, I really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure all the poets who touch the mic, they definitely appreciate it too. But anybody want to get at me, you know, holler at me. I'm looking to do collabs. I'm always out there to do collabs. And um, hit me up on Facebook. My name is Daniel Green on Facebook. It's spelled D-A-N-Y-E-I-L on Facebook. And um, hit me up. Green like the color. Daniel Green like the color. Hit me up, man. You know, you're looking to do collabs. Let's get in the lab and do something. I'll be missing you because I'm ready. I'm ready to get in the collab. I'll be looking for you. Straight up, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, definitely. That's what it is. Okay. All right, I so we got and 21 minutes left in this show. Yeah, I, I would like to see you to make a um, collab. That'll be great. Both of y'all? Man. Okay. All right. We're going to. We want to take a quick break, y'all, because he blew my mind for real. Um, and when we come back, we're going to have, oh, who we got next, Chief? I don't forget. I don't think it was 513. Yeah, that's right. Is that the next one? Okay. We'll be right back when 513 going to be on the mic. I'm about to bounce back, bounce, bounce. I'm about to bounce back, bounce, bounce back, bounce, bounce back. I'm about to bounce back, bounce, bounce back, bounce, bounce back. Bounce back, bounce, bounce back. I'm about to bounce back, bounce, bounce back. 
robbing a dice game while me and the wag grew up stripping. Stolen strip cars for a living. Stayed away from home whenever they was bitching. We used to rust the customers for sales when they pull up in cars. Until an undercover started putting us behind bars. Look, minutes of society is all we watch. In the backseat strap with the door we block. I got some partners in the pen that's never seeing the light. Your people would have got the cock with if the cheese was right. You know, but hold it down, player, you a dog. I'm a real nigga, I ain't gonna stop accepting your phone call. I'm a blow and toss a hole for you like I'm supposed to do. I'm serious and focused, too, you know I'm overdue. The first nigga to park a Rolls Royce in the bricks while I fly a private charter out of town by a bitch. I'm about to bounce back, bounce, bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Original poetry after dark topic, internet poets respect them or not. Pulling up the next caller, 513. You're on air with the poetess in China Blue. What it is? It is Romeo Dinani. 
How you doing, Deport? How you doing, Charles? Hey. Yeah. Interesting show. Thank you. The question at hand was, do you respect internet poets or not? Uh, my answer will be yes. I think when you're dealing with the internet, you're in touch with a, a whole people from all parts of the world. When you're going out to the venues, mostly you send the same poets, the same poets out at the same venue. So you get a real familiar with their pieces. You have your favorites, but you don't get to experience as many poets as you do on the internet. Uh-huh. Um, I think going to the venues is a good thing. You, you you can bring your pieces to life that way. I think you can touch not necessarily more people, but internally touch more people in person with your pieces. And is that because they, they get to see the expression and, and not just yeah, hear they can, it or yeah, read it? They, they, can, they can see it come to life. You can you can bring your pieces to life. I mean, you might not have every piece that's made for the, the platform, but you have those so-called signature pieces that that you're known for, that you're okay. I can feel that piece. You can speak that piece. You can see that piece. Hmm. And you're on that stage, you know, all that can come across. Maybe not at first, but the more, the more, the more, more, more you do it, you, um, you know, you take control. Okay. I mean, I can totally respect that. And um, But I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards not just, I'm not talking about the poets that they come on and express through BTR. Because some, in some cases, poets are where they can't express themselves because they don't have no venues in their area and they're not able to travel. I'm talking about the poets that don't want to do nothing except for write and just post up and then say, hey, I'm a poet. Well, um, with them, as, as the guy said before, as people say, everybody's not a spoken word poet, artist. Some people feel they ain't got the voice to speak or they're not comfortable speaking. But respecting them as a poet, I mean, poetry is is, is your thoughts, is your feelings, is is what you, it's really what you write. That's where it comes from first. Mm-hmm. If it's wrote, if it's wrote, you read. I mean, you you, you write your thoughts, you write poetry. Hmm. I want to touch on that spoken word artist, and I quote, "Okay, um, just because you don't have that." Oh, God, this will open up a whole nother can of worms there. Just because you don't have that certain rhythm that poets tend to carry doesn't mean you can't fit it. There's no way, particular way, a poem has to be fit because every piece out there is has a different tone, frame, what have you. So I don't want people thinking out, and I know there's a lot of poets out there feel they, they need to speak like that in order for them to be a spoken word artist. I totally disagree with that. I think you can spit it, talk it, however you want to, as long as it's coming out of your mouth. That's just my opinion. And with that being said, if you have anything else you want to say, you can. Or you can spit a piece, you know. 
say I mean, with that, with, 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 with that, with that comment, it's just if a, if a person on stage and they're spitting a piece, but if it's not coming out in a, in a collective flowing form, it, 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 you kind of can get lost. I mean, we're not saying you know speak how everybody speak. I mean, you know, every poet is different. Everybody got a certain delivery. Mm-hmm. But when a person's on stage, you're expecting them to spit their piece. You want to hear them spit their piece. I mean, when I first started out as as, as the, um, the artist before, the first time I did a piece without my paper, I was blank. You know, I mean, I got back up there. I was blank again, but I'm a poet, so I just said some poetry. They didn't know. You know, they didn't know I didn't I didn't have the exact piece, but I spoke some poetry. So I got over that. Next day, next week, came back. I was better. You know, now I have a feature coming up this week at the same exact place. So hey, hey. Great, so, what you know, it's, it's, yeah, that's what's up. Coming back to the show, I've been working at, at this. I've been trying to, you know, do my thing. Shout out to China Blue for making my bomb ass vibes. <laughs> Amen. I know that's right. Go ahead, Chief. Okay. So, what you got for us? All right, this piece is titled Happiness. I ask that you lend me your ears so I can touch your mind, feel your heart, and answer to your soul with my thoughts. Happiness is having calm within the storm. Knowing your partner for life will never bring you harm. It's closing your eyes at night, laying next to the one who makes your dreams so sweet. And when you open them, their presence warms you more than the morning sun. Happiness is the anticipation of seeing your lover smile. And just for a glimpse, you will hike a million miles. It's knowing their thoughts, reading their face, understanding their soul, and giving them the desires of their heart without a word being spoken. Happiness is life. It's love. The one thing we need the most but can't ever get enough of is the willingness to give all you have in exchange for the happiness of the one person who makes you want to be selfish with their love. That's my thought. Yeah, you can't be talking to me in chat, Chief, since I'm posting on the switchboard. And if you want to talk to me, you're supposed to have my back. Because she over here talking to me. (laughs) No, you talking to me first, okay? Don't blame that on me. (laughs) Shaking my head. Shaking my Uh -uh. head. Oh, man. I loved it. I still was listening, even though she was, you know, so rudely interrupting me. Oh, no, just like that, just all under the bus. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you back home now. She back home, y'all. Look how she doing me already. She back. The boss back. We saw her, love you We saw her. That's cool. That's right. I got her. Get, get, get on point. Thank you for voicing your opinion on the topic. And um, stay uh, around. I want you to pull in another piece later on if we have time. Uh, most of Yeah, come represent. Uh-huh. 
That's what it is, y'all. That's Romeo Donati. Um, I'm trying if you can put that link up in chat so they can get at him. We're going to move yeah, with get the next We got a coming up in the natty. Yeah. Come out. speech. It's 786. Okay, 786, you there? Yep, I'm here. Hey. This is, D, this is DC, the voice of reason. Be welcome. Um, and let, this is a very hot topic, very good topic, and um, I definitely want to speak my mind about it. Um, as far as the Internet poet, I think, in my opinion, what makes it bad is when they put themselves in a box, box and just limit themselves to the Internet. Because spoken word is supposed to be, or poetry, is supposed to be uh, spit at, you know, as many places as you can. I don't even limit myself just to the Poetry spots. I've been in colleges. I've been in classrooms. I've kind of, you know, I, I don't put myself in a box. You know, if you have a gift and, and you have a purpose, you need to, um, you know, uh, allow people to hear that gift. And mm-hmm. I feel that you, I feel that you don't. You being selfish because it may be somebody that needs to hear you that didn't or that can't because you limit yourself to one thing. That's um, right. As far as. Uh, Poetry and the uh, spoken word and, you know, the different titles that people have. Because to me, there's a a lot of responsibility to the title of being a poet. You know, um, a lot of people just uh, put that into, okay, well, I'm a writer or whatever you want to be. And when you're a poet and you're writing your feelings down and you're bringing us into your world, I mean, your responsibility is, your responsibility is letting us into your world and being affected by your words. And people don't realize that there's power in words. You know, there's life and death in the tongue. That's in the Bible. That's biblical. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, really, you really have to know the power that you have as a poet or a spoken word artist. Spoken word artist, when you say that, I mean, basically, that's just bringing your poetry to life. And when you said you said something that was interesting, you don't have to spit it like everybody else, and that's true. I definitely agree with that because I feel like it takes a lot of balls to get on stage or any venue to, to uh, allow people to come into your world, world with your words. So that, that that's a lot within itself. But when you spit, I feel like you know when you spit with conviction and you bring your words to life. That's the only way that you can be effective. When a, when you go in church and you're a preacher, a preacher ain't going to be real solemn with his words if he wants to be effective. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he speaks with conviction. He speaks because, you know, he speaks how he feels that he can reach his audience because everybody is not going to be receptive to everybody. So, you know, that's my feelings about it. Mm. I can respect that 100%. I totally agree with what DC just said. And uh, um, yeah, now, go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> okay. um, and an, <laughs> another thing is that you know because when I was hearing a lot of the comments and, and chatting and looking at stuff, it's like I I was like shaking to hear him get in on this topic because I've talked about it so many times. Um, 
my thing is that, like I said, the main thing about poetry is that you shouldn't put yourself in a box of just the Internet, just poetry venue. Because there's a lot of people that do poetry venues that have not even heard of Blog Talk. I was doing poetry in venues before I even heard of a Blog Talk. I'm like, what is that? I didn't even know what that was. Because your your true audience and listeners are the people that are uh, in the venues because they hear you, and they hear it, and, and their response is immediate. When you're on the Internet, a lot of people on the Internet don't even spit their stuff or have video. All they do is write it. So you can be affected by the sense, the sense of just reading it. But when you hear it, that's a whole new different animal. So my thing is, when you're doing poetry, venues, I mean, to me, that's where the art form is really effective the most because people hear you. People see you. People can tell if you're passionate about what you do. So, and that was before I even heard of a blog talk. Now, even on blog talk, they can hear you, but they can't see you. And, you know, it's like they're only affected by one sense, and that's the sense of hearing. But, like, when I when I, I put a video on Facebook, people, I've heard people, so many people like DC, oh, my God, I love uh, hearing you on Block Talk, but when I saw you do it, it was a whole new different animal. It was something totally different. So that's why I don't just put myself in a box and just limit myself to the internet. All right, y'all. You know. There it is. Now, do you have a piece for us tonight? Of course. Of course. Um, And I'm going to do a piece that's befitting of the topic and it's uh, one of my favorite pieces I like doing, and it's called My Pen, because every poet, their weapon, it, their weapon of choice to do poetry is their pen, because that's where it starts from. That's the foundation of, of poetry, because you got to write it. you got to allow God to use you to write it. So I'm going to do this one right now. <laughs> We lose them. Mike, check. Chief, you there? I'm here. I don't know what happened. I, I was stuck like everybody else. Like, can, you, can you hear me? I'm like, you yeah, hear me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it again. Hold on. Hold on. Can you hear me? We yeah. are snap. Okay, here we go. Hold on. My pen makes movies in HD on big screens originated from these manufactured sheets that gave birth to my thoughts and were breastfed by the ink. In sync with my arm's trajectory to maneuver my words to make you think. At conception, my pen was given full responsibility to completely use me, to build pyramids on lines with words that don't even have to rhyme, and the strokes of my pen are defined with one distinct purpose in mind. To become a surrogate to words that are dictated by my mistakes and glorified by my corrections. Tattooed on walls of souls that are lost. 
and my pen is activated by subliminal forethoughts that manifest into words that cost nothing but mean everything. And my pen regurgitates wisdom that inflicts conflict on these lines. And my pen, it never runs out of ink, it only runs out of time. And my pen takes you on a ride of indifference with no seatbelts, no signs. Like a metaphorical DUI traveling down the road to nonverbal uncompromise. And still I rise as my hand is raised to receive praise. Because my hand made a plea bargain with my pen to do things God's way. So I wrote speeches to promote change. And I wrote poems to mandate love. And I wrote sermons to save souls. And unofficially my pen crowned me to be a prophet of words. The undisputed P-I-M-P that preaches in my poetry. Which makes my pen's relevancy newsworthy. Chasing tabloid wishes and paparazzi dreams. Which is the reason why my pen bleeds and why my words will live long after me. And when there are no more words left, no more thoughts left, no more ink left, and my pen is laid to rest, closed casket, with the replica of my words on tablets like the Ten Commandments, breathing truth into your virgin lungs so you just can't stand it, leaving the legacy of my words stranded in unfinished books and letters that never reach their destination, confirming the extinction of my pen's creation, compelling me to yell at a nation of persecuted doubters, saying, millions will love me. Millions will hate me, but billions will respect me because the laws of my pen are based on those that can never, ever erase me. Not ever, ever, ever. That was a banging piece right there. Now, didn't it just just go through your soul? Didn't you feel where he was coming from? <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you, ladies. I just want you to uh, continue to do what you do. We love your show. Uh, I want to uh, give a shout-out to all the poets, uh, Romeo Donati, uh, Yayo. You know, you know, there's all the poets on here that I really respect and love their work. Um, and basically, you know, that's what poetry is for, to edify people, to uh, enlighten people, and to make people yeah. aware of how powerful the platform of poetry is. That's why I love you all, you guys, for doing what you do. You're keeping it alive. You're keeping it going, and that's what it's all about. All right. So appreciate how they can find you before you go. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, my government name is David Crouch Space. Uh, DC, the voice of reason all together. And um, that's how you can find me. Thank you, DC. All right. Love you. Love y'all. Love you, too. All right. Oh. Okay, y'all, we're going to keep this same move. We got 57 minutes left, so we still want these opinions on the topic. Of course, Stitcher T's. Shout out where where they can find you. Let's keep this thing moving. 216, you want to air with the poetess in China Blue. Hi, poetess in China Blue. Hey, oh, wow, queen. Oh, wow, I'm so excited today because um, this is a great topic. And I have saw in your um, uh, advertisement for the show where you were asking a question about uh, how do we feel about the Internet poets. And um, I'm going to attempt to answer that question. Uh, I feel about the Internet poets like nothing else in the world. If there was no Internet poets, I would have never met any of you. 
uh, where I look at it as a, a way to bring people together that would have never, ever, ever had a chance to meet, come together, or know each other. I feel that it's very spiritual because basically all we're doing is breathing in the phone and spitting out our breaths through our words, and they were only going on a spiritual basis because we cannot see each other in the flesh. So therefore, I feel it's one of the most spiritual uh, ways of bringing people together that are of like minds and have um, the same um, thing that they hold in common. So I just think it's a beautiful thing, and um, I've met some extraordinary people on here. And I've been teaching poetry. I've been doing poetry for a long time. But unfortunately, some of these cities that we live in, uh, we don't have the people that are interested, you know. So now the new the new age is coming up, and um, you find more and more people interested in poetry. But when I was coming up, you know, I had been booed off the stage for doing it in a um, doing a poem in a uh, high school um, <laughs> contest. You know, they wanted to hear some Temptations and some OJs. They didn't want to hear no doggone poem. <laughs> and we almost turned the school out because my friends got up to everybody sit their ass down. They better sit there and listen. <laughs> you know, so it has come a long ways, and, you know, I'm just so glad that, you know, I'm a part of the Internet Poets, and they are some of the best poets I've ever heard. And then I had a friend that was a professor at Cleveland State University, and he had a radio program called Wind Words, and we used to do a lot of poetry there. And, of course, there was a lot of poetry in the 60s, which is my era. And uh, eventually, with the last poets and Nikki Giovanni and uh, all the uh, brothers and sisters speaking out for um, equal rights and justice, you know, I've done a lot of work uh, with my poetry. I've written cards to help free Mandela. And I circulated those greeting cards, and I had artists to write, um, not to write. I would write the, the inside of the card, and the artists would draw pictures on the outside. And we used that money to raise money for uh, Nelson Mandela to help to free him, you know. And uh, a lot of things I've done with the poetry that um, now that gas is $5 a gallon and now that, um, you know, I'm old, that I just appreciate being able to sit right here in my house and share with people all across the world. So that's that's how I feel about it. That's why I love you all around. That's exactly why. For things like that, for comments like that, that's why I love you. Yes. But the key thing that she also said, she was able to hear our voices. There was a, a connection there. You can't really get connected to words without something. Just like uh, D.C. said, being able to see them or being able to hear them. I'm really aiming this at poets that don't want to go past the text. Mm-hmm. But well, this is an opportunity an opportunity for them to do whatever they uh, want to do. They can go in any direction now where they can even get a name here. They can do whatever they want to go. They can take you from here and go any direction they want to go in. This is a mm-hmm. chance to practice, to meet people, to um just give a person, like, you know, some idea of who you are, you know. Um, it's, it's a wonderful venue. So uh, with that, I want to read my little poem. And um, it's called The Last I Read Your Letter. Oh, I wanted to say, too, that uh, do I think I'm a spoken word artist? I think I'm a spoken word artist, a rapper, a freestyler, a uh, 
hey. poet, uh, whatever I need to be. Uh, they had to take the mic from me the other day. You know, I was on stage <laughs> in a live club, and a lady came up, and she was trying to get the jazz band back on. The jazz band was playing James Brown for me because I was doing my James Brown birthday tribute poem that I had. And they they must have felt the spirit because they wouldn't stop. So she going to come up on the stage and take the mic from me so she can get her jazz band to start playing again. It was so damn funny because I didn't get the clue. So she took the mic and she started singing the end of my song for me, right? No woman, no cry. And then she took the mic and laid it down. And I thought she was mm. doing her little part. So I go pick the mic back up again and start doing it all over mm. And she looked at me and then the brother came in and took a picture. And I'm going to post that picture one day. It was so funny. But, no, there's no shame in my game. I love it all. It's basically, you know, sometimes I do it for entertainment. I do it for fun. I play with my children, you know, my Internet children and my uh, uh, live birth children that I gave birth to. So I just have a big fun with poetry, spoken word, hip-hop, anything. You just name it. Ragged. I love all styles and all forms, and it's just a bunch of fun. So I enjoy it. And I have a serious side when it comes to my political poems. And, you know, people basically have gotten my message. I don't have to force nothing down nobody's throat. They know where I'm, where I'm, you know, where my heart is politically and with a lot of other um, social issues. So, you know, sometimes I just have fun with it. But uh, today I'm going to read a poem called Last I Read Your Letter. So I don't want y'all coming and taking the mic from me, so let me get over here and do this. <laughs> It's called uh, Last I Read Your Letter. The last reading of these torn and withered pages, I removed it from the verses of Psalms. Pressed against the pages for 20 years, the words were true when I last read your letter. I looked and I saw the declarations of love sealed between the pages, the paper now yellow and fragile, showing signs of many ages. Empty promises of baby, I will be better. I reread your letter. I read, I pray that one day these words would come to pass. I am old now. My hair is gray. My wisdom is keen and my children are grown. How long have I known? Oh, what have I seen? I waddled in sorrow. My used up tomorrows has kept me wasting away. I tuck this letter back into the magic of the Holy Scriptures as if it were a part of the power. Then one day, for the last time, I read it, for the last time, and I could not make out the words. They seemed to have faded away, just like you and your wayward love, and just like me and my wayward joy. Last I read your letter in poem. And we appreciate Mama O. Thank you for commenting on the topic and sitting at peace for us. Always love. Yeah, you know, back in the old days, women used to take letters and writings real, real personal and serious, you know. And we had those problems with those men and those husbands that. When I wasn't doing right, we would take and put them in the Bible. And, um, you know, some women had them in the Bible for 10, 20, 30 years, you know, and um, mm. nothing ever changed. So that's what that poem was about, the last I read your letter. All right. Thank you, Mama O. Thank you. 
of your manhood mentality, tantalizing tongue-laying words down like satin sheets with floors you playing in the background. I draw poetic bass lines with solid constitutions, giving you my soul words like my poetry was bare naked on corners of prostitution. Flow tight like virginal walls at the center, and all you want to do is enter my mind. Not only in your mind, have a dinner your mind. I want to taste your thoughts and the rest comes in time. My reason for rhyme, write some sexy shit and have you act it out. Mime, making a rest haven inside your mind. No misconception of things misconstrued that your mind is mine. And I'm enslaved, chains locked and there's no key, and I'm loaded, poetic floods flowing from my lips, kisses of life to unearth the bone, saluted attention when the queen's on the throne, on the stage and on the mic, and I spit fire that spits flames, igniting your passion with my lyrical head game, you can't help but watch each move and inhale each verb, peep my stance baby, this is a poet at work. A poet at work and be Mr. Mischievous. Ink stains from my brain and provoked is devious. My words getting hotter as they go. My thoughts are heating them. Calling me like Miss Cleo, the psychic medium. Whenever you need your PIC, I'm a couple running. And if anybody disrespecting you, my words are gunning. Young gunner style, can't stop, won't stop. And if they didn't know by now, poetry is the new hip hop. Emergency situation, so I dial 911. It's in poetry because I need me some. I need something filling the, I need something filling to my soul to drown out the chaos. And you come running, dropping truth that won't even fit a 16-barred box. Then your tongue twisting, my wrist flicks. We lay linked in poetic prose, and by the time we're done, we've given birth to a love child, but you can call him revolution, son. Revolution sung by any means necessary. The two of us together is nothing less than legendary urban legends. Faith had a plan making the two of us one. The birth of a new ink, Revolution Sun. That's wordplay. Damn, ring the alarm, get the fire extinguisher. That shit was hot. <laughs> All I know is when the king and queen peace get on the mic, it's just murder. I'm so glad that y'all don't just post on Facebook. <laughs> that y'all mm. get on the mic. Right, like, so what we do without y'all expressing yourself? What if y'all was just tied into text? That's what I want y'all to think about. If we wasn't able to hear them. Uh, yeah. You feel me? Yeah, that was I know y'all feel Right. It might make me feel different about how I feel, but no, I still feel how I feel. But you're right. If I didn't get a chance to enjoy peace and yeah, yo, I don't even know what would what would I be with poetry. I don't even know. Man, I'm so <laughs> glad that I crossed paths with yeah, yo, girl. You you smashed it. <laughs> you running off table right there. It's hot. <laughs> we appreciate the love. Yeah, right. thank we y'all. We appreciate so y'all. Right. Let them know where we could be, where y'all could be found. I said we, like I'm a part of the group. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, um, you can catch me on Facebook, Keith Williams. You can check out my fan page, Keith the Notebook. And check out my new website. It's uh, one stage, one mic, dot wordpress.com. And that's where I'll be. And, of course, somewhere to the Hey, that's up. The Notebook, y'all. Let's get it. I appreciate y'all calling in. 
and spitting and definitely um, your opinions on the topic. All right, y'all. So we're going to keep the thing rolling. Next caller up. Man, 434, you're on the air with the poetess in China Blue. Hey, this is Unique Reality. How you doing tonight? You oh, hey, Queen, Tina. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear y'all say it again. I said, Hey, Queen. Queen. Look, I don't know hey, who's talking y'all? when I'm talking. <laughs> 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 That's good. How y'all doing tonight? I just wanted to come by and show some love. And um, I definitely love the topic um, that you guys are bringing. And I think everything that everybody said was, you know, was valid on both ends. I think. Um, I know for myself, I've been doing poetry off state, I mean, you know, off the Internet for, like, years. So I've only brought it to BTR within about this last two-year period. And so a lot of people, um, I have the opportunity to come across and to me as well as to hear, and likewise. So I think that um, you can't really judge it either way it goes. You know, you just kind of got to be open to what everybody's willing to the table. And I think that's kind of what the problem is. You've kind of made some of it, turned it into, like, you know, Hollywood poetry on BTR internet, but I think overall the uh, greater does outweigh the negative, and that is the fact that, you know, you have uh, a time and a chance to really get a gist of people you haven't heard as well as be exposed to people that don't know you. So I think it works works out pretty good. You know, of course, we don't like the drama, but like I said, once again, the good always outweighs the negative, so that's the Mm -hmm. And Indeed. Are you spitting for us tonight? Yeah, I'm going to do a little something. I don't like to do stuff on my own show. And, uh, you know, my show got enough drama as it is. So when I want to read, <laughs> I'm just being real. So when I want to read, I like to go to other people's shows. So I'm going to do something. I was going to do one thing, something else, but I'm going to do something uh, kind of fitting to the topic, and it's called poetic food. I haven't done this one a whole lot, so I'm going to try to not mess it up. <laughs> All right, it's called poetic food. It is not the beat that causes it is not the beat that causes me to move. It's not the momentary sound waves of music echoing around the poetic lyrics that grasp my soul. It's not the elevation of spit of peak of I'm sorry, it's not the elevation of peak of pitch nor tone that leaves an impact. It is the power of being left unspoken that causes my spirit to awaken. You see, poetry is that unspoken food that when ordered can come in all the different forms, shapes and sizes. You see, but real good food, it has a place of settling. You see, poetic food, if it is eaten too fast, then gas and heartburn could occur. If poetic food is eaten in moderation, then digestion is smooth, easy, and lasting, and very much enjoyable. So just be responsible when you bring, when you decide what to cook, let alone what to serve. You see, it's time out for it's time out that we live in a world where we need affirmations and accolades that have blinded so many people from local communities, politicians, and even church people's acceptance or rejection or rejection are the two factors that govern all. Now men seek applause rather than silence. They seek the, the gold star to be placed in high places for the world to see, as if a man approval grants. Uh, I'm messing this up. As if a man's approval grants some mystic power. But what happens is the power of poetic food that leaves you unspoken. You see, whether you believe me, hate me, yay, nay, leave, say, it doesn't mean anything to me, but do something with your pen. You see, poetry is poetic food, and damn, it's the best. 
the one food I can consume, eating each lyric fork at a time, two-course, three-course, four-course, hell, make it an eight-course meal. Make it well done, medium, rare, light me, dark me, just allow me to swallow the words without giving a care. Allow me to eat as much as I want. Don't hold it, fold it, mold it, control it, just let me eat it. Let me ponder the very thoughts that have originated from your mind, bathe in its essence, wallow in the pureness of its passion. Don't care if it's problematic, systematic, strange, straight, tall, small. Just like the wit, I want to be left unbroken. Then the sign of poetic food, the real sign that poetic food is good, is when your belly is left in silence, your eyes roll back in your head. You're in some distant corner trying to remain awake. Cigarettes come pulled out, drinks consumed to wash down the aftershocks of lyrics. Shoes come off, clothes go left to right, beds dismantled, phones turned off, lights down low, letting all the inquiry, all letting the people know that something has transpired that has left you in a state of being left unspoken. It doesn't matter where it originated. It doesn't matter whether the masses see it or understand it. But all they know is something amazing has happened. You see, since we have no external signs to explain internal manifestations, just know that I ate some good poetic food and it left me unspoken. So be careful what you serve me because when all is said and done, all bad food gets sent back to the cook. So leave me left unspoken in the point. That was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. I was trying not to mess it up. <laughs> we still right. got it. All right. You should have just, we would have never known had you not stopped the way I messed up. I know, right, right. Keep, when I keep get this to me, that's like I'm messing it up, you know. But, yeah, but I think I got the point. It's been a minute, so that was time. Yeah, we got yeah. that. That's what's up. Um, can you tell the people how they can um, find you? Um, well, you can give me uh, BTR every Thursday night. Uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time Lyrical Soul Poetry Show, um, and they can hit me at uh, Facebook Unique Reality. Um, you can hit me at CD Baby Unique Reality. It, as long as it's Unique Reality, you can pretty much find me anywhere. But mainly, uh, BTR Open Mic every Thursday, as well as on Facebook and different things. So we got some new things going to be jumping around. So um, you know, we'll keep everybody updated on what we're doing and what we're elevating to the next level. So I, I, I just wanted to come by and show some love tonight and I love the topic, love what you guys are doing, and I'm really glad I had a chance to kind of come out because I don't have a chance to, like, get around to a lot of BTR poetry shows. So I wanted to definitely come by and show some love and support. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, no problem. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Chief? Well, okay, so this is how I feel. I have respect for the Internet poet. Like I said, I don't really get out to, you know, do the open mic thing. BTI is the most that I do. So I do feel like, okay, she was talking about me with the Internet poet subject. I mean, but respect. Like D.C. was saying, you know, you know, the ministers come out and they preach a certain way because of the conviction and the delivery. But I feel like the conviction is, is because of the truth, not necessarily their delivery. They can speak somberly. If the truth is there, you're still going to be convicted by it. So it's not the the conviction isn't in the delivery. It's in the words. It's in the truth. I mean, I'm a fan of the Renaissance. I, I, I haven't heard anybody speak from that era. I read Claude McKay's If We Must Die, and I was like, dang, that was, that, you know, I was moved by that piece. I've never heard, I mean, 
How would I ever hear that? I was moved by it. But these are just words that I read. So to me, the writing itself is is you putting your, your expression out there. If you never spit that piece, maybe that's not you. Maybe that's, that'll never be you, you know, to get on and spit. Or what if you can't spit? What if you can't speak? Writing is all you can do. So if all I do is post on Facebook, that's my expression. If I got 500 friends, how many people do y'all want me to reach? That's it. That's my expression. So that's that's how mm-hmm. I feel about that. And I respect my 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 chief and my co-host. I respect that a hundred percent. And I mean, it really go. It can go either way. I do not disrespect internet poets. I respect them. However, in my opinion, I believe you should just take it a step further. Even if it's not going as far as doing it in person, I believe you should at least allow your voice to be heard. That's my main thing. Allow your voice to be heard. You do not have to have a certain type of delivery because words are powerful. And if the person is truly listening, you don't need to raise your voice. You don't need to scream or what have you. And if you do have that type of delivery, then good for you too. Hmm. Well, what would we do if we don't hear you spit your work? Because your work is meant to be heard. And I'm going to keep telling you that. Well, all right, I appreciate that. <laughs> and well, that I thank you for the said, opportunity because you put me about them, you know. you like, come on, Chief, you got to spit. You need to spit. You can't be on the show and don't spit. That be her. That don't be me. Without a doubt. I got to hear it. I mean, I, I, I started out reading your poetry at first, and I am the person that can read and try to get a genuine meaning out of it. But I want to hear it. I don't want to stop there. Not only do I want to read it, I want to hear you say it. Because you are going to bring that piece to its full extent because you wrote it. No one else can give that piece that life but you. Right. Right. So we about to bring the man up in the building. (laughs) This guy is just, I love him so much. 818, you're on the air with the poetess in China Blue. Yes, it. I love the internet poet right now, and respect them. That's what it is. I'm saying we're the building. Think about something. We're the building. What's going on, D poetess in China? How y'all doing? Okay. Yeah. I, my answer to that question, I'm, I'm like, I respect when when you when it comes to the internet poet. To me, the internet poet, there's two of them. There's the one that writes their poetry in those forms. Um, and I remember we started doing this with, um, you know, when Russell Simmons did his. Um, you know, Death Poetry Jam, he started a, a, a forum online to see how we liked his show, and then they opened it up so we can just post our poems on it, and everybody started bigging one another up, and that became a community. So, I was, I, you know, I, 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 I can see that as a family, how you can hone your skill writing online, and then you got the BTR thing now, which, you know, so you have two internet poets. You got the ones that that saying they poetry online, you know, like on BTR, and then you got the ones that's posting and I, I, I kind of say they're just different venues. The same, and 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 I, the reason I respect them because the same stuff goes on in the live venues. Which, you know, which you know, the, what is to define live? But you know, the same thing that goes on when you're there is on the phone and in the written. Because not when I hear y'all voices, when I read y'all poetry, now I can hear y'all. You know, I can I, I, I can hear Deportes. I can hear China. You know, when I'm reading y'all stuff, I ain't never gotta hear y'all again. And because I heard y'all voices, I can every poem y'all write. I, I know y'all voices. I know y'all laughs in the poems. I know y'all 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 swagger in it. 
So, you know, I, I, I love it all, on and off. I just say it's just another cipher, and the same thing goes on in all of them. You know, you got your um, – I respect them because you got the love you love triangles online um, and the love triangles um, in the cipher and the thing. You got, the, um, you got your um, animated poets online. You got your animated poets um, in, the, um, in the venue. So I say the same exact stuff goes on, you know, and stuff like just the different venues. So I respect them all, you know, and, and big ups to them. I mean, you know, I'm checking the notes out, and, and I, get, I get my high like that. I'll be reading the notes. I'll be oh, say what? I'm saying, I, I just I know that. That's what's up. I respect y'all. That's what it is. I do. I'm a fan. That's what it is. Hey. I'm a fan of online poetry. That's what it is. I'm saying. Um, I, I got right. a quick piece. I know time winding, winding down real quick. Um, you know, this piece is like, and, and I'll just go through it real quick. Y'all, y'all know I'm doing that thing on um, today's black woman. So, you know, I was, I was saying, you know, where are the black rappers at? You know, and stuff like that, black female rappers. And now I'm saying, where are the black female intellectuals? Why are they not celebrating on television? We hear all the Cornell West and everybody else, but, you know, where are black intellectual women? So, you know, here we go. I digress. Here we go. When, when, when you think about black intellectuals, you usually think about Stanley Crouch, Eric Michael Dyson, Jesse Jackson and his son, Martin Luther King and his son. Like, yeah, they're the only one diagnosed with an opinion, like Tavis, and we just not having this discussion. I'm surprised the intellectual woman ain't cussing. Busting the windows out your car, but they intellectuals. But I ask you, when you think about the black intellectual, why do you only think about W.E.B. Du Bois? Limit your choice like he the only one back then had a voice. The Cornell West. Yeah, those brothers blessed. But why forget about all the rest? What about all the rest? The intellectuals with breasts or titties. This is 2011. Could it be we don't consider the sisters because they kicking knowledge to us in a dress? Some wear pants just like you. Some wear suits. Some don't even give a fuck. You don't see her, but she sees you taking her out of the equation, the mathematical solution, the conversation, religion. How are you going to have a trinity, a father, a son, and leave out the most important one? They rather call her a spirit, but this intellectual not trying to hear it. I call her by name, the black intellectual woman with fingers. Why she got fingers? Why she got fingers? <laughs> because she counts. She counts. She counts. She has a name, too. She is Michaela Angela Davis. Google her. Look her up. Bing, bing. Now, I mean, she is that cultural critic, that sister who did this, 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 and this, and that with it in panel discussions, pundits on TV, urbanista, fine. Knows her fashion and has a great mind and ass and power too and knows her shit and knows how it smells when you talk it to her. Pause. Message. Public service announcement. Check your shit at the door. She can smell it on you. Look in the mirror. Can you see her? The intellectual black woman. If not, you be her. You 
be her. Republican sister Condoleezza Rice, I see you speaking several languages and all five of the love languages, even when your race turned against you. I see you. Sonia Sanchez, Nikki Giovanni, Ida B. Wells, journalist, newspaper editor, icon, black intellectual woman, I see you. He, 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 how in the fuck can everybody else not see you? End poem. Big up to the intellectual system. That's what it is. Amazing, amazing. Tell the people how they can find you. Yes, yes. I'm on Facebook, Spoken Soul Sessions, one word. We in the building. That's what it is. We in the building. Love my internet poets. What? Say what? Love y'all. That's what it is. I'm saying. We the building. We love you too. Hey, poets on the line. I have two eight one two zero two five six two three two three five one three. Your repeat caller. So I'm about to come back to you. Three four seven. Repeat call. I'm gonna come back to you. Okay, so what I'm going to do is call on 347 first and then 513. We have 24 minutes, so at this point I cannot allow you guys to uh, link up. If you're in chat, throw it in chat because I want to get everybody on on this topic. Next up is 281. You're on the air with the poets. It's in China Blue. Hey, this is Miss Spoon. How y'all doing? Hey, Miss Spoon. How y'all doing? I'm, 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 I'm having fun, and I'm glad I heard my buddy thinking about something. With his piece, I love it. I love it, and I love this topic. Y'all know I was gonna come through. Ugh. Woo! Y'all know I'm not. A, I'm not a poet. I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Nothing here for Diva. But uh, was it? I I have to concur with a lot of people, and I'm not trying to piggyback because I haven't heard. Uh, the first hour, I just heard like the last twenty some odd minutes. So if anybody's thinking I'm biting off what they said, no, um, because Miss Bone is Miss Bone all day long. But I would I would like to say this: um, poetry is um, just another form of communication, whether it is via the airways on Blog Talk Radio or standing on the stage. Um, it is what it is, and somebody is. If anybody is being affected, it's worth it. And um, I just believe that you know it's the venue, and Blog Talk Radio is just another venue. Um, we just don't have you know uh, the vodka on on rocks going on at the same time, unless you know you got the bartender in the room. But uh, <laughs> like like thinking about something said, there is you know the same drama, the same people. Because anytime you have people. You're gonna have the same issues, no matter if it's in real per- in real life, or if it's via the internet. So uh, it, it is what it is. But I believe I would never have met you know a lot of people who I you know socialize with via blog talk radio um, if it wasn't for this. But I have been on stage, and I I, I do do the blog talk radio too. So it is what it is. <sighs> That's you know, do I respect uh, the poets that are on Blog Talk Radio? Hey, if you call yourself a poet, I respect you. That's all I'm going to say because, you know, I'm not going to disrespect you because everybody's poetry to somebody. That's all I'm going to say. There okay. it is. Are we getting a piece out of you tonight? Or yes, and it's not erotic. Yes, what? <laughs> what? It's not. It's not erotic. Wait. What? 
I I'm sorry. You. you know, you got to, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you something nice and naughty later on in the week. How about that? Friday. Hey, okay. There you go. You, you know. Nothing, nothing to it but to do it. But this piece does not even have a title. It's hot off the presses, but if I would give it a title, I'd call it Current History. And re- remember, I'm not a poet. We turn on televisions, waiting impatiently to hear something refreshing. Yet everything that is presented is has been warmed over, hashed over, news from biased collectors who are aiming at newsworthy, misrepresenting facts based on bias because society, society has deemed us stupid. Uh, we are ignorant to the fact. Uh, we tend to believe everything that flashes up on TV screens. We, we get doomed with regularity and sucked in into negativity. Case in point, CNN reporters make it their business to indate us with insults to our president, to allowing us to have the audacity to trust in he that could bring us change in these United States. But wait, did we just congratulate him on the the killing of somebody who Bush hated his daddy too. All right, there you go. Uh, I think it's too busy. We're too busy trying to monopolize TV time on worrying about which politician is having extramarital congregations and trysts. Uh, well, I just lost my spot, y'all. This is why I'm not a poet. All right. Uh, I do believe that every finger pointer who has hampering President Clinton has been bitten by the Gaylord bug, where all of my activists who are on one point in history making signs that read, make love, not war, oh, wait, they can't anymore because we have the need to police the zippers and the panties because U.S. HIV, HIV and AIDS statistics reads that half a million in U.S. Uh, 42.6 African Americans have been infected since the discovery. Let me say that again. U.S. HIV and AIDS has has monopolized 100 uh, 1 million uh, d- discovery. You know what? Somebody keeps blowing up my phone, and I got to go. I'm so sorry as a family member, but that's why I'm not a poet. But God bless y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Fools is off the chain. <laughs> she said, that is why I am not a poet. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to keep this thing rolling because we real short sure on time. 202, you're on the air with the poetess in China Blue. What's up, D? What's up, D? And what's up, China? How y'all be? I'm good. All right, Um, before I get into the piece, I'm going to just say this. I just think, uh, I'm going to say it in a nice way, I think people should just chill out and just do poetry. Whether it's on the internet, I don't been on stages, I don't been on the internet, I don't been in karaoke bars, I don't been in the church, I don't been on the sidewalk. I've been here, there, everywhere. I just love to do it. And <clears throat> matter of fact, this piece, um, I just wrote it, it's called Poetry Is, on this topic. Like the head, here go. I'm not here to just talk, but I have to embrace poets or poetry. I always look at it as mere words of expression benounced to me. Even though this art form does not belong to me, 
I just tend to do it to the 10th degree. I'm addicted to poetry like I'm fiending for a needle in his arm like a heroin addict on demand. But my needle is dependent. I shoot up words as it injects in my hand. Poetry to me is that rum that is being chased like coke for that lust and taste. When I write it, it is a breath of fresh air, you see. When poetry comes out, it flows through me like the wind pouring out smooth breezes. You see, some people say it's for the build of movement. Some say it's to be deep. Some say it's to uplift. I just say, for me, it's an expression. It talks about my joy, my pain, my consciousness, my thoughts, my heart, my soul, my needs, my everything. So I do poetry for me whether it be over the Internet stage, wherever I choose. Just know that however I choose to deliver, it's all my burdens coming loose. I don't have to dumb down to some sick poetry competition. I get so tired of certain people being critical of how others do it, as long as they have vision and ambition. I encourage all poets, writers, authors, Write to be free of this bullshit and run away with your words. Be free with your nouns, adjectives, metaphors, and verbs. Create what's in your heart and feel your being and spread your inner depth. I wish we would all just come together and stop all this madness like Poetry Beasts and BTR Wars. Like, your spit game might be vicious, but the last time I checked, your, your bank account's not getting rich, and you're not earning any top scores. Poetry should be that melodic riff in that saxophone. It should be that funky bass line in a hip-hop groove hard at stone. It should be that gut-wrenching, heartfelt feeling like a gospel song. It should be that screaming guitar riff in a rock and roll tune loud and strong. It should be that prime rib on the plate that's the main course. It should be as easy as Moet that goes down smooth when you're consumed. Poetry is everything. Everything is poetry. Life is poetry. Music is poetry. Words be poetry. Making love is poetry. We all be poetry. You, me, he, she, they. Let's stop this madness and be lost in poetry. And that's that piece. Okay, I think I missed your name. Missed my name? Larry. Yeah. Overpoint. Oh, no. That's not your number. Yeah, I switched up on you. you know, I got an I got an old yeah. cell phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I would notice now. Okay, don't be doing that to me, sneaking up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you for voicing your opinion. Killed Thank it, you. Though. Thank mm-hmm. you. Love y'all. Um, I know y'all ain't got time for plugs. Just look up Larry Edwards, L-A-R-I-E Edwards, and uh, you know the rest. And by the way, I'm going to be on WDP tomorrow giving a Larry uh, report at 10 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio with my man, the educated poet, and Mr. Lato. So y'all and please I, tune in. Yeah, he ain't going to let me forget. I'll be through. Yep, yep. All right. Oh, wow. See how he's sneaking on the line, though? Don't even know who he is. Five six two. You're on air with the poets of China Blue. Hey, we in the condominium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
We're in the condo. Hey, I'm going to just say, I know y'all don't have much time, but I think whatever form of, uh, whether you're Internet or you spoken word or you're speaking in front of people, as long as your message is being heard, I don't care if one person get a chance to see it, one person get a chance to hear you. If it touches them, it's done its job. Your mission is accomplished. So that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you for your opinion. And, and, and now that I heard uh, my man talking about something, Larry up there putting it down, I, I, was, I was going to do this piece, but I'm going to do a different kind of piece. But, man, I got to they, – they, they, they made me set my game up. But uh, I'm going to do this piece that I posted um, today called Firestarter. Uh-oh. It's it. All right. As a firestarter, my spit smolders innocent observers, serving smiles and handshakes and juice on communion plates, plotting their salvation, which works on fifth-degree burns. When I clap, I even cause explosions. My words are gasoline, so when I douse you, your douse with hazardous warning content, entitled Extremely Flammable. As a fire starter, my lungs produce that wind that comes deep from within. No glory needed with my story. My encounters have left people scarred with, with singe marks, spinning words so hot, even when they touch a touch screen, they scream out, ouch, touching your soul, leaving prints of embers embedded in your mind. When I grab your heart and rip it apart, they charge me with arson, and yeah, I'm guilty. Spraying my tongues, burning secretions everywhere as people had no clue. They really wasn't aware of the skills that I display from day to day. You see, I turn enemies into ash for not believing in this fire starter. They say I'm crazy, but nah, they just lazy. I'm not afraid to claim a righteous pursuit. They come as a warning as I execute judgment on those who doubt my poetic pride. This blazing inferno from the words I spark, chaos and riot, with words that I plot, dropping of gases as they clash with with so so much force that I'm fully consumed by this energy, energizing my tongue. Even I burned out that little bunny. Let me tell you something that's really not funny. When I say that the skin that I hold within holds me together, certainly not. You need to gather closely so that when I can no longer contain this typhoon of a fire that I breathe, you can inhale the scent and ignite that fire that is set in you. And that's that piece. Conviction in his voice, y'all. He's telling y'all what he wants y'all to hear. That's what I'm talking about. I'm okay. I'm gonna fly Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tomorrow, tomorrow, y'all. The, the 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 video show will be back in motion. I'm taking all requests. We getting it in all the rest of this week. I'm feeling good this week. Okay, that's, that's what it is. And oh, Chief, I'm waiting find... on you. I'm waiting on you, Chief. Ah, not Chief, not Chief. You waiting on the poetess. Well, the poison. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm waiting on the boss. I'm waiting on the boss lady to come on so I can step my game up. <laughs> All you right, got baby, it up a well out. 
I told you I got your back like a bra strap, so come on. Let's make this happen. All right. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, y'all. Right. Y'all can find him on Facebook. That's Don't right. The there it is. Okay, we got nine minutes left. This is what it is, y'all. We're going to take one more caller. And then 513, I'm sorry, 347-513-251-216-832-562. You are going into the archives. Don't worry. We'll still hear you. It's going to be recorded. That's how that's going to go. So the next call that we're going to take on air will be 323. You want to be able to call us? Peace and love. This is uh, Nisi calling out of Los Angeles, California. I just want to say um, much love to you, Sister Queens. I appreciate the uh, topic this evening. And I kind of... Well, I do agree with most of what I've heard so far in regard to Internet poets and respect. And I just say, you get what you give. It's all about love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into uh, this piece. It's, it's It still tastes uh, new in my mouth, so bear with me. Captured Moments and Chill Pill Memories is the title. Caught fever creating new space. Sticking then prodding mood changes. Cracked smile cushions where behind sat most. Took in reminders of plastic protected furniture. Now comfort is fast, so back up memories. Regular heartbeat to Aunt Bibi's home. No one allowed in the living room. We sat kitchen peering eerie into wonder, licking homemade kumquat preserves, reserves spread on French toasted rolls. Asked ourselves who lived there, knew better than to ask aloud, and why was it called living when the room seemed so dead? Really no better now. Drowsy back to Quaint House, 81st off Central Ave, painted pink balustrades, usual as business rush visits, Hurrying out from unfinished guest bathroom Where cousins mirror Bloody Mary chants And almost wet pants The price we pay for fear Shallow breath deep to RV driveway Summer review camping trip Peel tap cereal bowls on sugar frosted mornings Learned to fish but never caught none Worming wiggly hooks Too many stars to count a night crawler sky Too many seas to just be fishing Staring dizzy back at Uncle Jim, woolly gray head, didn't say much, talk about E.F. Hutton, but taught us knuckled table manners from heavy-handled butter knives, the good kind we shines on Saturdays, saved Sunday morning funnies and chuckled admonishment as Jesus wept during child-led grace, sped home through diamonds, roughly named them square cut, chased hell out screaming heaven past lanes, having no passenger, and they got you a ticket to the show. Then a day's be stamped slap backhand, self-medicated slurs, flash fluorescent blur, the postures of uncommon side effects. Wasn't meant to be stuck slumped over, nor deaf, nor blind, nor dumb. Operating heavy machinery increases mobility to get nowadays flowing right. Uh-uh, wasn't meant to be numb. And that's that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
It's been too long since I heard from Nisi. Girl, you got to keep calling in. We need that. That's how you do it. That's poetry. Yeah. Peace and love, sisters. I love you Peace all. And love. I love everybody. Peace. That's what's up, y'all. Okay, so y'all know what the deal is. I told everyone in chat, if you want to get on the line and, and voice your opinion about the Internet Poetry Spectrum or not, you need to call in 347-826-9842. But when you hear our voices again, we will be in the archives. Hope you all got that. And it's going as 513, I keep doing this, 347-513-216-562-225. Everyone else is just listening. And when we come back again, we'll be... All the poets that called in, did their pieces, that voiced their opinion, everyone in the chat room that said what they had to say. I love the chat. If you're not in chat, you're just missing the show. I keep trying to tell y'all. You're not here, you're nowhere. Love y'all. Thank y'all. I love the topic tonight, boss lady. Good job. Hey, what she said. Love y'all. Got to keep this poetry thing going because we need to hear your voices. Your voices need to be heard. All right, y'all. With that being said, we out and we'll be back when we come in the archives. Change? Shit. I guess change is good for any of us. Whatever it takes for any of y'all niggas to get up out the hood. Shit, I'm with you. I ain't mad at you. Got nothing but love for you. Do you think, boy? Yeah. All the homies that I ain't talking to in a while, I'ma send this one out to y'all. Know what I mean? Cause I ain't mad at you. Heard y'all tearing up shit out there. Kicking up dust. Giving a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, niggas. Cause I ain't mad at you. Now we was once two niggas of the same kind. Quick to holler at a hoochie with the same line. You was just a little smaller, but you still roll. Got stressed a while, A, and hit the hood swole. Remember when you had it, Jerry Curl, didn't quite learn. On the block with your Glock, trippin' off Sherm. Collect calls to the tilt, saying how you change. Oh, you a Muslim now, no more no game. Heard you might be coming home, just got bail. Wanna go to the mosque, don't wanna chase tail. And since I lost my little homie, he's a changed man. It's a pen and now no sinning, it's a game plan. When I talk about money, all you see is the struggle. When I tell you I'm living large, you tell me it's trouble. Congratulations on the wedding. I hope your wife knows she got a player for life. And that's no bullshitting. I know we grew apart, you probably don't remember. I used to be for your sister, but never win a bender. And I can see it's after school, we bomb on the first motherfucker with the wrong shit on. Now the whole shit changed, and we don't even kick it. Got a big money scheme, and you ain't even with it. Knew in my heart you was the Cause I'm just laughing at you You trying hard to maintain Then go ahead Cause I ain't mad at you I'm reminiscing 
to see Cause mama, I ain't happy here I feel trial, no more smiles For a couple years They got me going mad I'm knocking busters on their backs In my bed, picking hell I know one day I'll be back As soon as I touch down I told my girl I'll be dead So prepared to get fucked down The homies wanna kick it But I'm just laughing at you Cause you's a down ass bitch And I ain't mad at you Poetry after dark the top tonight with internet poets. We are officially in the archives, pulling in the caller. Three four seven. Yeah, what's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Poetic Black. Yeah, I want to spit this piece since the topic tonight was dealing with poetry. You know what I mean? This is my my tribute to poetry. The name of this piece is called The Day I Met Poetry. So, I hope y'all dig it. I said, I first met her when I was 14, but I had no idea who she was. I was intimidated by her complexities, yet intrigued by her beauty, though curious about what she had to offer me. She said she wanted to be my main chick. And in return, she would introduce me to life's treasures. You see, that was her best friend. 
She said by the end of our acquaintance, you'll be well acquainted with yourself, thus the world and everything in it. More equipped to bear life struggles, you see, I know that nigga too. He's been hating on me for a minute. She said, I want to reinvent you, redefine who you thought you were, take you back to the beginning, dispelling that image of who you was taught you were. And I do apologize. I don't mean to be too forward. Perhaps I should introduce myself. She said, my name is Poetry. And I've been around since the beginning of man. Emanated from his heart, manifested on his tongue, and personified in all of his expressions. Yeah, I was there from the start, and pretty much played a part in all the art you see today, from Picasso to Van Gogh, Langston to Miss Angelo. I was the resilience of Malcolm, the blueprint of Dr. King, that reason why Rosa Parks wouldn't give up that seat. You see, it was me who provided the platform for life's precious gift, expressions. And in itself, it was the right of mankind, and I nurtured it, encouraged it, dared it to be more than just vain, apparel, and profane speech, but more so to reach that unreachable part of oneself, that depth which is often neglected. And I'll admit, it was at that moment that my curiosity grew, and I wanted to know more about this thing called poetry. So she showed me. She showed it all to me, not withholding one single detail. She embarked me on the journey from the depths of my shortcomings to the heights of my capabilities, and then she showed me my potential. And I was in awe because it's gleam blinded me, maybe because I was in the dark so long. And the thought of being anything better was the furthest thing from my mind, but it was time paired with her influence that gave me the incentive not just to aspire to my peak, Reconstruct his parameters. I'll stretch his limitations and extend to my destiny. A poet. Now, I know that may seem lame to some, but it's a lofty station to me because it's my words that vindicate me a form of liberation, whereas the words of many contribute to restrict them an exact form of captivation and, in fact, the very essence of imprisonment. And she taught me that. That freedom is a state of mind, not the physical being, and true freedom lies right there in the mental. It starts there and it transcends there for those who choose to evolve. And yet it can end there for those who choose to revolve around the money, the cars, and temporary luxuries that's often mistaken for life's treasures. But that's not her, because I met her. And she's beautiful with no makeup, so this glammed-up bitch, which many are so attracted, is actually her evil twin sister. They call her life distractions. And many have been fooled and deceived in the past by her tactics that if you only knew a fraction of the peril that lies in her embrace, you would flee from her with the haste from the hasteness of the, of the youth. And indeed, the taste of truth quenches desires like fires extinguished by water, and she offered me that. And I'll admit, its flavor was fulfilling. And from thenceforth, I was willing to scrape the plate clean, somewhat like a famished nomad. And I had no idea that I'd be nourished by her inspiration, replenished by her metaphors, rejuvenated by her paragraphs. I'm talking syllable by syllable, phrase by phrase, until each page was filled up with her reflection. 
until I became consumed by her presence and she kept a promise because of the years changed, I aged, and so did she. But in a way that complemented our quality, similar to the way that wine enhances its worth with age, and she stayed loyal. I'm talking committed. She never turned her back and was always there to be the heir to listen to my struggles, my troubles, and my fears. Never uttered one word of ridicule and related to every tear that dampened my face. Replaced my doubts with new hopes and possibilities. And then she encouraged me to search for myself in all those places everyone told me I wouldn't be. And you know what? I found myself in those dark places using the light that God gave her to give to me so that I can find my way back to him. And I'm thankful. I'm grateful for the gift, and I embrace it with everything that I am. And I know that I'm who I am, not by chance or coincidence, but by design. I am a poet from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I am a poet from the way that I talk to the way that I sleep. I snore in poetic rhythm. My stare is poetically inclined to woo you with sublime glances of poetry. This is who I am, and this is who I want to be. Poetic black, poetic like my thoughts, but black like my heart used to be. But now I walk in this light, but that black is to remind me from where I've been. And if it wasn't for that black, then my light wouldn't be so evident. And I'm focused now. I found my crown. I brushed the rust off of it, and I wear it proud with my pen in my hand as my scepter and these pages as my throne. I'm home, and she helped me find my way. And she's just as beautiful today as she was when I was 14, but now I know her. And her complexities just don't seem so complex anymore. And I'm still very much intrigued by her beauty, but now even more. And I'll admit I had no idea what she had in store for me, but I'm happy that she found me. Or maybe I found her. Or perhaps we just gravitated towards each other. But whatever it was, it is. And it's clear that my life changed the day I met poetry. And that's that piece. All right. That's what it is. Tell the people how they can find you again. Yeah, Daniel Green, D-A-N-Y-E-I-L, on Facebook, green like the color, Daniel Green like the color on on Facebook. Hit me up. Like I said before, I'm definitely going to do collabs. You know, definitely to, you know, spit with, with poets out there that's that's hungry like I'm hungry, you know. So hit me up. Let's do the, let's do the collab thing for real, for real. That's what it do. All right, y'all. You gonna keep the same rolling because you know it's after one o'clock. <laughs> Two six one. I'm just playing, Lois. I'm just playing. You don't want to end with the, <laughs> you want to end with the forces from China Blue. You said two one six. Yeah, I said you're in the archives with the forces from China. That's Blue. okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm in the archives because I'm getting ready to do a mean poem. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's called Names, <clears throat> Labels, and Personalities. I associate labels, names, and how I perceive you as a personality, and I will put you in a category. You will not have any idea 
where you are in my mind till I tell you. And if you're a do-no-harm personality, or if I see you just as you are and I let you slide because your shit is so weak that I stand aside never to dwell on your weak attempt to pull the wool over my eyes, waiting for you to speak. You have the infamous B word on your tongue program because you know not much. So I would expect you to act as such. And I would label you a Gucci plastic with someone's initials all over you. I give you now a label when I see you carrying one. And then I look for your personality. But you have none. You are just another one. Yaki here all down your back, glued in tracks. I'm sure there's a name for that. But I'll just, for the lack of a better word, will just say you're whacked. Not because I really care to place my divas in the categories. Because of what I see, the only thing it means to me is that you don't own your own beauty. As other standards of what looks good has taken over your mind, and your mind is on the other side of town while your body's in the hood, flinging someone else's animal hair out of your face. So do you know what I am thinking? Your personality is shrinking. Now here comes another Negro Bible thumper reading verses unlived by him, not applying the script to his life's action, just acting like the verses he's toting is a poem while he's Bible quoting. Then the next time he goes to the studio, he's talking about a bee or a hoe. If you call me that or my sisters, those names, I will put your non-existent babble to shame. We used to be called bras by those pimps or those pricks who hated women and who, who, who had stood by their side. These men are labeled as limp dick dogs who went out and found tricks. The preacher had the pulpit, the MC pimped the mic, but if your broke ass calls me a bitch, I will cuss you out in my rhyme, put a hex on your confused mind, and delete your rusty limp dick down low behind. Click! It's murder. This should have been the murder the mic joke because she just killed that. Wow. I don't even think I heard her come out like that before. Yes, you have. Not like that. Yes, you have. The lipstick, though. She said the lipstick. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, what would we do if we couldn't hear Mama O words? You know, see what I'm saying? That's true. You teach the swing. All right, I'm listening. Okay. All right, we only have one more to bring on, so I'm going to go ahead and spit a piece, um, bring in 225, and I'm sure that Chief is going to close this out for us, correct? I guess so. Uh Uh-huh. Don't act. I'm sorry for taking it back. You said in the archives, we will hear you. Okay. <laughs> After Mama O. See, I can't even go that hard. She makes me want to go that hard, but I'm not going to change my piece. Uh, this is titled She Died. She had it all figured out. 
Life was good and things seemed to be going well. Not rich, but she wasn't looking for her next meal. She had a plan. Blueprint without the help from a man. She was stacking her money and her time was limited. She died. Most would say she had her head on straight, but anyway, fate had other ideas. This is the life we live. She died. Many trips to the mirror, things couldn't be more clear. Fear never could become her. She's not what she was. She doesn't live there anymore. She moved on. The past became dissolved, resolved. There was no need to look back. She packed it up and locked it away. She died. She can do badly all by herself. She is the independency. She refuses all help. She has it together, see. Nobody can tell. Nobody can say. The pain faded, changes. She jaded by many. She will be hated. So she died. What the future holds, she simply doesn't know. Man endured pain for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And without warning, rainy days appear. I'm talking about those tears. There's no light. Her protection took flight. She turned her back. The demons attacked, and she died. Mercy still embraced while he washed her face, and all the time wasted erased. She had a light on her face. And remembrance of what the word can do for you and to you. The daily word includes the pages. And if you don't read well, prepare for the labor your wages. She died. For the remission of her sins, seek God's mercy. Without it, she couldn't be born again. She's been born of the Spirit, so I can no longer live here. She's gone now. It's just me. Baptized in the water in Jesus' name, God has set me free. No more attacks from the enemy. Now that light is dead, and with him, with it, he must flee. So she, she died for me to have life, and that's that peace. And we are going to pull in two, two, five. You on? You in the archives with the poets and China Blue? Did you just say two, two, five? Yes. Okay. Uh, I. Uh, I, I wasn't really slated to uh, speak this calling in thing after, kind of get you on there, but I just wanted to tell Goddess Poetress, you know, you uh, you have my respect. This is Janessa in Baton Rouge, relocated through the courtesy of Beefy from, you know, the beautiful wetlands. To, oh, now, okay. the, to now the almost about the flood uh you know, part of our bad food. But, you know, we're doing all right. We're preparing, and this has been great and nice. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, I would definitely read, but I got to tell you, the, the emotions are so strong, I couldn't do it without, you know, breaking up. It's just, I will be calling in in one month with something very nice and very new. Okay. We'll wait on that. That's what's up. Okay, well, um, again, we appreciate you calling in, and we want to go on and, and let Chief close us out, and we're going to say our goodbyes, and we're going to, you know, get off. Go ahead, Chief. I would just like to say that I did not drop the bomb to you and y'all. My computer is still messing up, talking about refreshing in two seconds, but that's not my bad. It's been refreshing for two seconds for five minutes. So I don't know what's happening. It's okay. It's okay, boo. It's okay. 
Anyway. All right. So since you're going with the theme, I just thought I'd bring back my I'm not a fake poet piece. It didn't have no title, so I just had to drop that. Hey. I got my pen in the air like my black fist. You can question my ethics and politics, but never question this. Never question if what my pen leaks is legitimate. I've been in this for a while since a child, to be more specific. Telling stories with my artistic vision like hieroglyphics until my granddad gave me pencil and paper and said, just write it. Instantly passion ignited. But I was naive with this love at first, but still I wanted to wipe it. And in my darkest is where my light went. So I got hella excited. I felt I had a lot to say, but my tongue remained in silence. I felt she listened, so the relationship deepened. Wanted to spend all my time with it, trying new ways of approaching it, and then I thought, oh, shit, I am in love with this. So I no longer wanted to rush it. Wanted to take my time like a slow grind so everyone could catch hold of it, leaving no room for questioning if it is I or I am she. And if I'm really digging this chick named Poetry, to listen to flows before me and she opened up her soul to me and turned me on, so something took hold of me. So I took hold of it. Came at it so many times it eventually gave birth to my every emotion. Split like a Gemini. I named them harmony and verses. If they should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul could take because I wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't here. Like American's idol, tell me what would I do? How could I breathe with no air? We're connected. Poetry is my respirator. And I'm more no, no more in love with it now than I'm sure I will be later. If she was my food, I would be working towards obesity. If my pen was my shield, then shit would never get to me. But then again, where would I be? Where would my poetry be? Too sober to think of that reality, so I'm going to leave y'all with this analogy. If, this, if my ink was leaker, then yes, then you can call me an alcoholic. But when you think of me again, then I know what you're going to call it. But you can question my ethics and politics, but never again question this, the poet. That. I hate technical difficulties, y'all. I appreciate y'all listening, though. <laughs> you know, I like that piece, but that was not I'm Not a Fake Poet piece. I don't recall that one. That's my I'm Not a Fake Poet piece. Was that the original one that you writ- written? You know what, we had some interesting pieces. Um, that's that piece for that show, though, but I know what you're talking about. That was something else. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't tripping. You know, okay. I thought so. <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, um, we are out of here until Friday. Um, we kind of planned this one um, by ear. Look for postings on Facebook on what's going on down on Friday. Same time, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., uh, blog talk slash the poets. I hope y'all all come back and share your work. And no matter um, what the opinions were tonight, I respect them all. And thank you all for responding to this topic of internet poetry. Respect on that. Y'all have a good night. We out. Wake your punk ass up for the 93 shot. MCA's in the motherfucking house. Gia. And it ain't nothing but a Compton thing, y'all. And we ain't number niggas on the run. And this goes out to my niggas. Yeah.
a fucked up childhood is right the way I am. It's got me in the state where I don't give a damn. Mm, somebody help me, but nah, they don't hear me. So I guess I'll be another victim of the ghetto. Ain't no escaping cause I'm way too young. Pop the ceiling and on top of that got mom sprung. Even off the top, pop's never bigger. Daddy go down by the hands of another nigga. Now my pop's is gone and that ain't no good. Following the footsteps of the homies from the hood And was the role model Niggas putting roots in my fucking baby bottle Damn, and through all the motherfucking pain They done drove my mom insane So I guess I gotta do work so I ain't finished I grow up to be a straight up minute Uh, come on y'all Now I'm of age and living in the project Getting paid off the clips and the county check I'm telling you fresh out of high school Never did I wonder that the motherfucking hood would take me younger See I'm taking it with the homies and they got the straps Off to the corner store owned by the fucking Be a bitch in the right lane so I comes with the Mac Astro fan pulls a motherfucking jack from the back Now we got the straps to my homies head Damn play the shit cool and don't in the fucking head. I caught one in the shoulder. If I didn't run, I was dead. Now I'm laying in the hospital bed. Thinking about the punk motherfuckers, then my eyes is flush out red. Yeah, motherfuckers, I ain't finished. Be on the lookout for the straight up minute. Yeah. Uh-huh. 